Welcome to the Treasury of Solomon, where we go verse by verse through the book of Proverbs to find the wisdom that God has for us. Today's verse is Proverbs 1 and 8. It says, My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother. This verse tells us the importance of listening to our fathers and mothers and what we should do in relation to what we're told by them. It's important before we look at the specifics of this verse to see the importance and distinctions that exist in the unique roles of fathers and mothers. Understanding their roles in God's design of the nuclear family is critical to getting a proper understanding of this verse. When a child is born, the mother is the caregiver, the nurturer, the protector, the comforter for the child. The child needs these things desperately, and this continues on for the child's formative years as she helps to mold and shape him as a person. In these years, above all others, it's incredibly important that a child has his mother's influence on his life. Then as the child gets older, the father's role increases in importance. It's not to say that the mother's role lessens in importance, not at all. She's just as necessary as she's always been. But the needs of the child are changing. As he increases in maturity, the father's influence proportionally increases in importance. The child needs correction, needs instruction, needs discipline and the father is the main provider of these things. The child's character and personhood has been formed by the tender care and love of the mother, but now it needs to be refined and properly adjusted by the tough love of the father. This is why it's so incredibly important for children to have their father in the home, and why the absence of fathers in so many homes has led to so many problems, not only domestically, but also on the societal level. A large percentage of the problems we face today, as a culture, can be traced back to some inversion or subversion from the proper and God-given roles and institution of the nuclear family. It's also important to note that this isn't necessarily referring to only natural fathers and mothers, although that's definitely the primary meaning. Some people don't have godly parents to properly lead and guide them, and in many cases, God raises up people who may not be physical parents, but who take up the role of spiritual parents, leading and guiding a child into an understanding and love for God and for the things of God. We find this exemplified in the word son, used in the beginning of the verse. Beyond its clear meaning in the physical sense, it also bears a spiritual meaning. Hebrew teachers were commonly called fathers, and their students were commonly referred to as sons. The ever more obvious meaning of son is as a son of our heavenly father. He's adopted us into his family and made us sons and daughters. So as our father, he admonishes us to hear his words and has given us the church to represent our mother being the caretaker and the guide for our spiritual development. That being said, we have to look at what specifically it means to hear. The word for hear in the Hebrew means to hear intelligently, often with the implication of attention and obedience. When we're learning from those whom God has put into our life to teach, instruct, and guide us, we need to hear. We need to be attentive. We need to be careful to not just hear what they're saying, letting it go in one ear and out the other. That happens just as easily and frequently in the spiritual sense as it does in the natural. We have to think about what's being said. We have to meditate upon it. We have to let it go beyond the mind and the intellect and go down into the heart and spirit, where we'll take root and become a part of who we are. One other meaning of this word in the Hebrew was to discern diligently. We need to discern if what we're hearing aligns with what we know to be true in God's word. If it doesn't, that's something we should avoid. Discernment is critical. Without it, we get ourselves involved in a lot of situations that we don't want to be in and that would have been otherwise easily avoidable. We may have good influences in our life, but they may make a mistake. Or we may have bad influences that the enemy has placed in our lives to try to deceive and disrupt us, 
attempting to bring confusion and disarray into our lives. When we use our discernment rooted in the word of God, we'll be protected though. Then just like James admonished us when it comes to the word, to not just be hearers, but also be doers, we need to do the same with this. We have to act on what we heard. We have to let our hearing produce fruits of its own in our conduct and in our speech. We need to take what we're given and run with it, using it to its fullest potential. Our Father gives us instruction. We've looked at the importance and meaning of instruction a little bit over the last few weeks. We know that it has to do with correction, discipline, and chastening. These experiences aren't fun, not comfortable, not enjoyable, not easy, but yet they're essential to receiving wisdom. We can run from what we don't like just because it's unpleasant in the short term, but we need to have our perspective right, which is one of the meanings of the word here. We need to perceive and see the big picture, see how the instruction now will only benefit us and greatly profit us later on. We need to be willing to take responsibility for what we do and say, own up to our mistakes, and be open and willing to make the necessary corrections and adjustments. People, and especially God, correct you because they care about you. That's the greatest indicator and manifestation of care. So we shouldn't run from that. We should embrace the instruction as we listen and apply it. Then when it comes to our mother, we're told never to forsake the law. In many other versions of the Bible, law is translated as teachings. As our mother shapes and molds us through her caring, tender nature, as we grow during our formative years and even long after, we need to remember those fundamental principles, those character-forming truths that she instilled in us. Many mothers, beyond just teaching these things in words, show them in action. The greatest example may not be just telling a child she loves him, but also showing them through her actions. The lessons that were shown in action have a tendency to be more deeply impressed upon our spirit and our memory. When we're blessed to have a godly mother, she lives the word of God, and we're taught by her continual example. She lives biblical principles, and those biblical principles are the core to any type of teaching and education from anyone at all. This is why we should never forsake her teaching. It didn't say never forsake her, although we shouldn't do that either. It specifies and qualifies the statement, saying we should never forsake the law. What law are we talking about? The law of God as demonstrated before us. The demonstration is necessary because it shows us what it looks like so that we can then apply those same teachings in action too. When you pair both of these together, the principles instilled by our mother and the instruction by our father, you have an unstoppable combination, one that will lead us to knowledge and wisdom. They're ours to have if we just make the choice to hear and never forsake. Let's close in prayer. Lord, today we thank you for this day, and we thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you that you've raised the people in our lives who are there to teach us, to guide us, to instruct us in the way that we should go. We thank you that they admonish us in righteousness, that they correct us when we're going off course, and that they encourage us when we stay on course. And Lord, even if we don't have anybody in the natural, even if we don't have godly parents, we thank you that no matter what, we have you as our Heavenly Father, that you renew our minds as you conform them to match your mind, and that you put your Holy Spirit within us to lead us and to guide us into all truth. We claim that promise today in faith. Lord, we thank you that you've given us the Proverbs to make us wise. And Lord, today we receive the wisdom that you're offering to us. And Lord, for all those people who have poured into our life and have taught us in the way that we should go, where we ask a special blessing for them and for their families, where we give you all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today.
Remember before you leave to hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell, and remember to like and comment below. The wisest thing we can ever do is give our lives to Christ and be born again. If you want to have Jesus as a part of your life today, all you need to do is to invite him into your heart to be your personal Lord and Savior. You trust him that you're forgiven and you choose to live for him who died for you. We'll see you next time as we continue to explore the treasury of Solomon and study the King's Word together.